From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruceploitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Welcome to the Clones Cast. <laughs> Welcome. We're back, baby. There you are, and we're back in living color, even. Yeah, uh, yeah, back very differently. Uh, and you know, uh, it's funny. Just now, I'm like, that's the end of our intro. I still have to come up with that, so we'll see. If everybody hates my intro, I want anybody who listens to us that's a good video artist to reach out to me, and we'll make a much better one together. And that'll be, you know, we'll credit yeah, but yeah, hook us up because we're such here. an open artist. It's yeah, good. we're here to talk about. The Llama Adventure. What year is that? Yeah. 79. 79. Okay. Yes. And who are our characters? Who who do we have in this? Who's in We've got, or the name, well, we, you know, we've got our, our first and foremost, Bruce Lai, or Ho Zhang Dao, as we also like to call him. Um, and this is one of those movies where, you know, you, you can make that argument that we've talked about, whether it's Bruce Bloitation simply by the fact that he's in it. But there, you know, there's some other trailing elements that, that uh, kind of push it into that that field, but we can talk about that. But we got Bruce Lai, and then we've got um, Chin Yut Sang, who plays his buddy. Okay, that's Choi. Who... I love Choi. Yes. Yeah. Great, great, great guy. He it, was. Um, he's so cool. He's been a. He's been around, man. He's been. A, I mean, Enter the. Dra- he's actually the guy flipping around in Enter the Dragon when you go to the the, the feast and you see this one. Are you guy kidding me? Going that... Yeah. yeah, that's him. He's, he's there. And he, he did the fight choreography on a film I love called Death Duel of Kung Fu with John Liu and, and, and Don's in it, Don Wang Dao. And um, uh, he's done like a dance to the Drunken Mantis as an action. Oh, but he was in Enter the Fat Dragon as well as Enter the Dragon. I saw that. I, I actually <laughs> recognized him from gun. a bunch of stuff. I recognized him right away. I'm like, I know this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just, uh, I guess he was given an opportunity in this film to be a bigger character. He's almost as big as Bruce himself. Yeah, he's he he'd been around for a while, like we just mentioned, you know, as an, and even even after this, he would go on and still do like sort of extra stunt work. But this was kind of his. I mean, he's done some he'd done some action choreography, but this was kind of early on for him. Maybe four or five films before this, he'd done some. So gotcha. Um, anybody else, like director wise or? The director, this guy Wong Wok, uh, Wong Wok K, I think I don't know the pronunciation, but he um, he hadn't done much kung fu films. He's probably only did, did a dozen films, and then this was somewhere right in the middle. So he'd done like four or five before this, and then a number afterwards, but nothing really notable of in terms of the martial arts stuff. So, but I think I mean what I find what for me I think is what we're talking about before we start is the, the film company Eternal Film, this, which is one of my favorite of the independent film companies. They um, they've done a couple of the films we've we've done, you know, with Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, um, Soul Brothers of Kung Fu. They did Dynamo. Um, and then they went on and did a bunch of Billy Chong movies. Um, but what I kind of like about them, and it's emblematic in this film, is how they love taking particularly Bruce when he's when he's in it. And it's true of other is making them making him the uh, proletariat. Right. He's the guy that's working hard. 
and then gets this moment of of going up into stardom in a way. And, and that was played out more in Dynamo where there was a beginning, a middle and end to it. You know, here he kind of it's like a mini version of Dynamo where he becomes the actor at one point And it's sort of just a moment and they utilize it a little bit. But it's almost like you could see that was the the mini version, the Super 8 version of, of Dynamo, the Digest version. Totally. But it's true of Soul Brothers of Kung Fu, you know, with um, with uh, Carl Scott and, and Lo Meng and, and they... Um, you know, they come over the boat, you know, the the boat people and they come over and and, and again, like this idea here where you've got um, Chin and, and Bruce, they sort of separate in a way, not to the degree that Lo Mang and, and Bruce did in uh, Soul Brothers, where one became a gangster and the other sort of the upright movie star citizen. Here, there's just the separation and lifestyle, but they, they don't really kind of trail apart with values. But anyways, I, I, I this was all to point out that it, the Eternal Film Company seemed to like that aspect with Bruce and his movies that he did for them. And, um, and I liked it. I, I think that's one of the things that endears me with. In fact, this movie has one of my favorite posters. I have the original Hong Kong poster no of this. And it's like one of my, yeah, it's one of my favorite posters that I own. So, huh. but, um, I guess that that's, you know, and he's oh, just on the last note, the chin did the, uh, action directing. So all the fight choreography is by him too. You know, he, uh, I'm noted multiple times just how Jackie Chan he was, right? You know, he had that same training of, there's some really funny scenes. In fact, it's really a funny in a lot of the scenes in this. It's like he'll be, uh, he'll be doing kind of the same acrobatics, but he just keeps getting hit in the nuts and stuff. It's, yeah. It's pretty yeah. All right. So we start with that acrobatics, right? There's this big acrobat show going on. And Making opera, yeah. Yeah. There's some, some hecklers in the audience. So, uh, Bruce and Choi, you know, kick their ass, and uh, there's this big battle. They get fired. Um, a really funny, and it's a good distinction in there too. Uh, just real quick, is how you know we start. We, they they don't go too extreme with it, but there's a little distinction in their fighting styles. Aside from they're probably just their natural abilities. You know, they they do give Chin that sort of the like you said a little bit more of the Jack and Chan acrobatic yeah. sort of let me play with you kind of thing. Where where Bruce is a little Wing Chun straight up. You know, I'm gonna fight. He's got a loose sort of feel to him but he's you know it's definitely there's a, a a difference there and and you know with the whole thing i want to kill a snake and he's like messing around pulls the guy's teeth out and does all that yeah yeah it was ridiculous it, it was, was uh in, in a fun start you know right away like i'm like at first like is this gonna be another one of those like really dumb ones and it it isn't actually uh it's it's like they were trying to set the stage right away at how well trained they were and mm -hmm. and yeah, so so we have this big battle, and it's funny because the we then move straight to that big house fight, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, it's barely a house; it's just right. It's like pieces which, of wood. Which goes that? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly plywood house, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is, is funny because that that house is when I saw this movie when I was really young, and I didn't see it for probably a decade or two, almost for for a long period of time. But that was always the part that I remembered about it was the house. Yeah. I always remembered this house that gets destroyed. It looks like it was made of paper mache. Um, and uh, uh, that guy, Ty San, who was Ty San, actually, the, the guy from the opera, he was in um, he was the one that fought uh, Sam Hung in Game of Death. You know, so but when he, they come back and they're fighting him in that house and they totally destroy it in this, you know, completely over the top yeah, way, first he's like, it struck me. <laughs> 
Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. And that, to me, again, plays into that whole thing. We were talking about the proletariat. Like, they're they're destitute. They're like their house, like you said, is a, you know, the four walls that they probably constructed that yeah. morning. If you've and, ever been uh, poor, it's a one-room place with $20 in your pocket. Right? Yeah. That's but they're so good-hearted about it when it's destroyed, too. They're just, uh, well, we got a house. Well, let's go save my aunts. You know, it's just like, see a house. <laughs> totally. So then I'm thinking, like, what's the aunts going to be like? But that's hilarious. So they do. They go to the to the aunt's place and instead we get these perverts ogling the cousin oh my god i thought it was going to be aunt at first but it's kind of funny so what we have is actually the evil guy the plot of this is pretty much the typical i want your property so i'm gonna famous yes yeah but um so we have like the the guy who's like trying to convince her to sell He's like the main guy getting all the other dudes who who knows where they came from. This little village, like they know all of them, but they're all like looking in a window at a at a, a girl showering. So first, Choi goes up and he looks in the window and he's like, "Oh, dude, you got to get up here and look in that." So our Bruce comes up and he looks in and he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, it was funny." Yes, yeah, they're slapping him around. Yeah, and there was that funny moment afterwards when they're sitting at the table and the cousin comes now and clothed and. The guy that was just looking, like, kind of Bruce stands up in front and goes, you like what you look, you had enough or whatever yeah. it was he says. You've seen, seen enough? enough right. already. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so you said it. The next scene, the creepy dude is actually like hanging out in the house. Like I'm thinking they should just kick his ass. But for some reason, he's just like there. I'm thinking, is he a family friend or whatever? And then finally he comes out with his plot to get rid of like to buy the house and blah 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 it was weird yeah yeah it was yeah weird. all right yeah well i mean there's a, a bunch of elements of that in this where they're sort of like loosely handling plot elements to move it along you know <laughs> yeah and if you think about it the house buying element it starts kind of um it starts there and it gets resolved and that's not the end of the movie then there's we're gonna get there but it's not the end of the movie yeah so next up we have we get to meet john finally He's on vacation. Yeah. The Westerner, um, which was weird in itself because I thought we were introducing the Bob Wall character, and I'm thinking as this goes. <laughs> Bob Wall character. Right. Yeah, I thought he's going to be the tough white guy that comes and defeats the Chinese, and then the Chinese defeat him. But no, the other title of this movie is The Three Avengers, and in that, he becomes part of our crew. Yeah, and it's, again, like – uh, soul brothers you know where you've got carl scott who comes in right and play you know and they have this and western kind of like the chinese stuntman you know john ladasky you know where he can't he comes in and they they give him a little props you know the wet they're still going to be the westerner you know they're still going to be this sort of like you know he's going to get his you know towards the end get his sort of butt handed to him for a while or the, the two heroes take take over but but uh you know they he becomes a character in the story which is cool you know I'm challenging. Who's the teacher? <laughs> hey, do you hear that? The city is challenging you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You're not too bad. Yeah. Well now, you had enough yet? <laughs> I'll take you next. Huh? 
what? Yeah, because right, because he hasn't switched sides yet. He's still with, uh, I'll call him Llama's student because I don't know his name. But this is the part where he they just picked him up. They're heading um, up the hill to this place he owns, and there's like a broken down hearse. Which, by the way, like watching this, it's not a traditional hearse. This is some cool, weird Asian hearse thing. It's it looks more like a travel van. Yeah, like a van. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're trying to move the hearse from one to the other, and Shazam, uh, fight instead, which I thought was really weird. They're just like it's really kind of cruel. The whole thing with moving the the trying to get the cop. Well, I think that was the intention because we were setting up our one of our main bad guys. You yeah. Know? And why yeah. John left his friend, friend, and became, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're showing him in the car. He's kind of like, ah, oh, why are they? What's going on? Like he's not taking some aggressive stance in all of this. He's sort of. So they do set him up. I I couldn't even, you know, it was almost. I was almost not sure if that was a later day add in like if an, initially when they shot this if his first entrance was where he shows up to fight them you know because that's where it's, he's almost he shifts in his characterization like he almost comes from being this sort of nice hey how are you kind of guy to this initially this very tough guy that comes in and wants to challenge them so i wasn't right. sure if maybe they later went well let's shoot an opening for him give him a little bit of some substance or something because i i almost felt like when he comes and fights them you know in a few minutes down the line that that was maybe the initial introduction to it. Right. I thought for sure. I thought actually he would become like some sort of traitor, which I'm glad it didn't Mm. happen. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm. All right. Well, uh, finally, I guess Bruce starts teaching Kung Fu. His teacher's like, dude, it's time for you to become, you know, student becomes the teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Which part? Which part is this? This is right where Bruce starts teaching kung fu to all the mm, locals mm, mm. in the village. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is right when John comes, challenges Bruce, loses, worships Bruce, and then we get really hilarious montage of Choi. Just kind of at first, I thought he was taking advantage of him, but then I realized he wasn't exactly taking advantage of him. He was like, he was really taking on the, the teacher role, which means you do for me. And I mean, he's doing it kind of, you know, like, you know, the I need you to go wash the the clothes and, you know, it's all the mean stuff. I I imagine to the Chinese, it's very funny to watch this Westerner. The Westerner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Being the the lowly. And and that moment that kind of follows that where they're doing the exercises and he's like, oh, I could do that. And he's like, well, if you do all about, you know, that whole sequence there, that is the post the actual the chinese poster which if you look it up you can find it online but um it's it's utilizing that moment with the three of them and it's also where the poster itself gives us what we were I was talking about or alluding to earlier the 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 bruce exploitation angle because on the poster of the chinese version uh bruce Lai is dressed in the yellow and black tracksuit yeah and uh, and it's all the three of them on the poster, but that's kind of where um, that, that's the moment they use on the actual advertising. Yeah, uh, that part in particular was so cool. I mean, you think about Choi. <clears throat> yes, you said his real name. He has that much strength. Like that is like planking to an extreme. He's just lifting his legs. Yeah, I mean that was amazing. I was like, at that point, I, it was funny because then again, it just showed how pompous the Westerner is to come in and be like. I'm the best and 
it didn't matter, you know? He couldn't do what these guys who had been trained to do. And that's sort of a theme of this film is it's about your training. Like, even later on, we'll get to it, but when uh, Choi's wounded, it's more about just training more and not about, you know, being a loser. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. And there is a lot of this, which, again, was true of Dynamo to some degree. I mean, actually, and Soul Brothers even to maybe a lesser degree, but you have the fights up to this point for the most part have been very playful and silly. And let's, you know, you know, they're always not taking them with any, like they're, they're you're like being nice to their opponents afterwards. Like going, ah, come back anytime you're welcome or, or whatever. You know, there's plenty of this back and forth stuff going on, which I think was intentional. So then at the end, when, um, when Choi San comes in that, that they, uh, to, for the kills the master, etc. It becomes a serious fight, yeah. you know, and kind of gives it a little bit of separation from the rest of the fights. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, next up, what we actually have is funny because uh, it's we took advantage of John for so long that now they're going to this disco where somebody like Choi has never been before, and he has to be the idiot, right? Like, right. Yeah. At first, he's trying to play it up like I'm the I'll I'll pay, but you pay. It's a very funny. It's a really good sequence. Um, the funniest part was we do this disco battle, and he just does his. Jackie Chan ridiculousness and everyone's just yeah. like there's a great well you got to remember this was just after probably being shot around the time that Saturday Night Fever was being a huge hit, you know, was it? it came out in 77. So this was probably shot in 78 sometime, yeah. you know, so it would have just been within that right period after. of time. So it's like, let's include the, uh, the John Travolta scene in this. I love that. Yeah. And it was funny. It's actually like using your martial arts. You can, it, you don't have to be a trained dancer. You dance with the spirit of martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think Van Damme did a, 10 years later in Bloodsport, I think there was a scene, or no, Kickboxer, I think it was. Oh my God, that's the worst dance scene of all time. <laughs> I can't I can't do it, but it's fucking terrible. Uh, okay, well, cool. Uh, yeah, fake pay thing. Oh yeah, how Teacher's going to get the first choice of ladies. That actually did work out for him. Um, yes. Yeah, so they finally go visit the old teacher, and this brings us kind of back to Earth after the disco thing. And then comes a very funny scene, and it was uh, they're <clears throat> initiating John to eating tail. Right, right. <laughs> Which was, he's like, what is this? He ate a whole bowl. And I don't know how anybody could be freaked out by eating snake. That's just not that freaky of a thing. But we know, we've watched so many of these, snakes are a thing. <laughs> I was sure. just looking at... Uh, Black Dragon's Revenge and uh, watching uh, old Frenchie die from the evil snake lady. Just... Oh, right, right. Yeah, they love snakes. Well, in the beginning, remember, that's his line. I love killing snakes. So, <laughs> so. Started off early. Fucking snakes. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, snake soup. Don't you know? Thank you, fool. 
<laughs> he doesn't appreciate good food. <laughs> One enjoys it and the other vomits. <laughs> oh, wasting the food. <laughs> yeah, well, all right, let's split it. So that's what happened, yeah. So he eats snake soup, he goes to vomit, in comes the real estate man. I don't know what else to call him. The bad guy. And he's like, you've abandoned us, blah, blah, blah. And we get a nice, pretty great battle. Um, mm -hmm. He's like, this is my new teacher. Um, and then Choi, this is like when he really, I mean, aside from the first doing the, you know, the opera, this is the first time he's really just flipping like a maniac and doing cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. He did a, he actually, he, one of my favorite roles of his was playing the grandfather in a movie called The Thundering Mantis. It's a kung fu movie, independent kung fu movie, but it's such a good movie. And he plays the grandfather in this. So you, you'll recognize him. He's got the full on, you know, beard and white hair and stuff, but he's still that, Wait, that, that Choi face, does? you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I got to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the old teacher comes to save the day at this point. Um, we find out about the uh immeasurable llama dude that we're actually going against which we'll yes, see yes. later we call him baldy when the time comes <laughs> baldy lee hoi song we've hit between him and bolo they probably covered every movie in hong kong yeah no i recognized him right away he's really famous, yeah we right? tower of death yeah. he was in end of three dragons in fact tower of death he was one of the, the co-martial arts instructors you know choreographers on that and yeah, he he, so we did good. a bunch of his movies he's yeah. so beautiful he really is yeah. he's just so mr clean and, and the way he grabs the guy's neck to kill him yes then <laughs> lamb cow that's lamb cow the the master who if you ever look up his resume, I mean, he's been working since the late forties and this was, I think he just passed away like 10 years ago or something, but he's, uh, yeah, he's, he had probably the, definitely the longest uh, resume of anybody on that movie for sure. I love that. Yeah. He's really cool. We'll get to him. Uh, we find out about the llama dude. We have a knife fight. This is the first time all three of our guys fight. So we finally see the three Avengers and, uh, Bruce Choi and John all fight against the bad guys. Yes. So they're so pissed. They're like, let's make up horrible rumors about Bruce and turn the whole village against him. It worked. <laughs> yeah, the way the photographing and cutting out. The oh, my God, that J was funny, was the right? JF, yeah. Full JFK, you know, uh, pre <laughs> John F. Kennedy. Pre-Photoshop, just like, all right, superimpose the pictures, like literally cutting it out. And these poor farm people, that's what I was thinking at the time. I'm like, they didn't get it. There was no sophistication to their, like, I believe the photo because it's a photo and I'm good. I don't yeah. It's weird. Well, then we get to the craziest fight. Uh, it's this invitation for them to go meet the llama. And uh, the, the llama student. But then on the way or whatever, we get this big road battle. And the road battle was dark. Because Choi gets, like, drugged by a chain, and he's all bloody, and yeah. they break his leg in some shitty way. It was, it was pretty freaking weird. Oh, my God. 
And, and considering how color coordinated it was, I mean, this whole movie is, but that particular scene, you look at the red car and the blue car and then the white car and then Bruce is in the yellow and he's in the red. It's like this very, the, whoever was the art director on this was like having some fun with the, the, the colors for mm-hmm. sure. I never thought about that, but yeah, I agree. And it was weird because I actually don't understand this part at all. So they try to kill our Bruce and they most deaf try to kill Choi. But somehow, dragging Choi almost to his death, which is something we've seen in America happen, and it's like he has to go to jail for six months? Right, from when he was in the... I, I know that's one of those moments we were talking about earlier where the there's a little bit of a like, well, let's just get through this. Let's just get him in prison. It'll, this will work fine. You know, it's like, let's. You know, I think it was more he was caught in a fight He's getting blamed for it, and so he's going to to prison. But because they, this is where it sets up, and you know clearly that's there's there's a little lazy with you know construction here of the narrative. But it all for that moment of montage where you're seeing him in prison, yeah. and then Bruce becoming a star, you know, and it's that cutting back and forth, back and right. forth. Right, and that you know? was but, weird too, right? So it's like Choi goes to prison for six months exactly, and he's yes. got the bum leg now, and. You'd think when the police officer found him, he's like a bloody mess in the bushes. He pushes Bruce down the hill to save Bruce, which was... Yeah, to get him out of trouble, right? Yeah. So it's true. It it actually worked. But then I think, yeah, the aunt's just like, well, that's it. I'm selling. It's over. And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, that's it. So the plot's over. So then they're just like making it up. They're like, well, six months wasn't long enough for his crimes. I'm like... His crime was you guys tried to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is where we go past and we get to master versus master and actual, like, martial arts revelries or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was just that moment of that, again, very similar to um, Soul Brothers where we're kind of showing the two, what appears to be the separation of the two, you know, and, and... of course, th- these two stay bonded through the rest of the movie. They never like lose track of each other or start fighting each other or whatever right. it is. But it does show how they've, you know, again, I think this is that thing that Eternal was doing, which was that idea of the common man and the, you know, and then the, uh, you know, the, the 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 dreams being reached by one and the yeah. other. Just staying the simpleton with the broken leg and the, you know, good attitude. Totally. <laughs> No. Yeah, I put my note as uh, Bruce becomes Bruce and Choi breaks rocks. <laughs> Bruce becomes Bruce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, which is a ridiculous scene. I mean, it's straight out of like the 50s. He's got yeah. this big rock and he's just Chain hammering gang. Yep. away. <laughs> I love that. All right, well, yeah. Uh, Choi gets out. Bruce is now famous. And now we have a Betty. Yeah, a Betty. <laughs> She's the worst. The Betty Ting Pei, yeah. right? That's what you're, you're yeah. referencing, right, right? I mean, that's what they did. They're like, all right, well, no. She goes everywhere with him. And she's like, I won't let you. It's like all the things we, we know like about you know Betty trying to 
kind of own this relationship or something. Right. She's like, and like, um, what's her name from Dynamo? You know, that's the, the woman behind the, the sort of, you know, pulling him away from his roots and Wait, luring him in. Where we're like walking through those cool, like mountain trails and he's just with a hot lady. Is that a different <laughs> No, that was um, you were thinking of one of the. Um, I think you're. They attack. Him, of they attack Dragon. him up there, right? They attack him up at the top of the hills, and he's. Yeah, I don't know. That was one that I'll never forget. That love affair. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, Dynamo. There wasn't a love affair between the two of them, but okay. yes, all yes. Right. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I did think that was funny. Escaping the police. I mean, the chain thing. I'd never seen that in another. Uh, Bruce Boitation film. I mean, they drug a man chained to the car, and you watch like the stream of blood in the road. That was dark. Yeah, it, I don't know if Kung Fu Fever did. There, you'll, there, it's happened a couple of times, but you're right. I mean, it's maybe, I can't think of specifically that. Maybe Return of the Tiger, which you didn't see. Or, there's a couple of darker ones that were done early on that may have evolved the gang, you know, that, that element. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Especially for this one, which, like we said, it's been so playful up to this point, right. more or less, you know. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. So now we have that cool uh, theater scene where Bruce's right. movie is playing. Yeah, that is cool because they're filming in the theater and you're watching them on the screen. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And then when you have this funny moment inside where the guys complain, you know, and he's like surrounded by all the, <laughs> the cast members and stuff. But uh, which, if you watch the scene and they go out and they're taking the pictures in the lobby, the posters they have up are Dynamo posters. Oh, the I original, that. It's the original Chinese poster for Dynamo. They, you know, obviously because they made the movie, so they're like, well, let's put the posters yeah. up. And so Bruce is in front posing in front. It's great. It's a great moment. He did one of those scenes, like right when Choi gets out, like Choi wants to talk to him, but he's getting his picture taken, and he does that. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's an example, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, it's subtle. You don't have to go hit it over the head, but maybe it's just it was an element of just creating some some form of structure. So since not, you know, mundane, same, you know, throughout the movie, it's like it was a good way for them to sort of break apart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then we get Choi in his get back in shape montage. So he goes and talks to teacher. Teacher's like, your injury isn't a permanent thing. Like, that's all martial arts is training. Just train. So we get this really funny scene of him limping along. Yeah. And then he'll yeah. do a little bit of jumping jacks. And, uh, I don't know. He never quite get, never quite got over it. But <laughs> Damaged goods. Yeah. Poor bastard. Um, then we get to, uh, oh, John came back, which is great. So, yeah. So, actually, right. what happened is teacher, old teacher, gets murdered. And it was actually a pretty brutal scene. It's yeah, that's out, the one with Lee Hoy saying, yeah. Yeah, they won't show no. you they won't show you who's fighting our teacher, but he's getting his ass kicked and he eventually gets like 
like straight out of a cartoon. They take like an old TV and smash it on his head. My <laughs> I know it was teachers dead by TV, but he wasn't. He's still alive, and he, he, for a little while anyway. Yeah, he kills him with the. Maybe it was that again that metaphor for you know television and celebrity stardom kills our martial artists. Yeah, you yeah. know, right? There's something they there. could they could have been that smart. When I know. saw that big TV, I'm just like, oh my god! It's like Chekhov's gun. It's like they're gonna use it. <laughs> Yeah, that's called. For those who don't know, that was an old tube TV before the it flat was. screen. Yeah, exactly. It was a thick TV. It was probably only like 13 inches, but it had the cabinet made it. Yeah, you, that was not easy TV. to pick up no. with those tubes. Yeah, exactly. That was awesome. Uh, all right, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. So, so that sets up our our yeah. big finale: so killing the master. John's back. Choice back. Betty Ting says, no way is Bruce coming. Bruce has signed contracts, and Bruce is not going to get involved in that. And then she goes in, and she's like, well, he's like, John was back. What's that about? She's like, I don't want to tell you, but your master was killed, and they're going for revenge. And he's like, that's all I ever do. I'm going for revenge right now. Yeah. And so. he slaps her, too. Boy. Right. He's like, Right. Was that surprising? I was like, no, wait I get... a minute. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a straight... Wow. <laughs> that was it. God. Put her in her place. All right. Well, uh, we get to uh, – I'm just going to call him Baldy. Our, <laughs> okay, you can call him Baldy. <laughs> our llama. What's his name? Lee Hoi San. Lee Hoi San. Baldy. So Baldy is working out with these, like, <laughs> briefcase-looking things, you know, doing his – Yeah, that's right, yeah. It was hilarious because I'm like, those are going to come in later, and they did. Um yeah, Baldy versus Choi and John. It was actually a pretty long bat. The whole end of the movie mm-hmm. is a full twenty-five minute fight, I think, and it's just. Is that what a clock? No, it wasn't a clock game. It was. It was probably ten minutes, maybe. But it was a long time because it's all of them. Yeah. So it starts with uh, Choi and John fighting. Three of them. Yeah. And then they both get beat up. Eventually, Bruce jumps in. Then they go outside. Yeah, and it's in that room for a long time, they, that red room. Yeah. Again, back to the, the intense colors that are in this movie. You know, they're in that red room. Actually, I, I was actually surprised they kept it in that room. Like I said, those props in there, so it was working for them. But, and they're all getting their asses yeah. kicked, except until uh-huh. Choi finally grabs the sword and the weird shield, which was more like a hat. But it was once that, and then they, were, they actually spend a good three minutes trying to stop Baldy from getting to his briefcases to get. And, and some of that martial arts that they're using, if you kind of are paying attention, sort of harkens back to the beginning when they're in the, the Peking Opera. 
they, they had seen, I don't, I'm pretty sure that was intentional. Like they went back to what they do in the beginning of the film in terms of just the techniques and some of the weapons and stuff. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah. so really what it proved is um, our three Avengers couldn't actually beat him. Uh, it took, it took round after round after round plus <laughs> weapons to finally defeat the Llama King. <laughs> it's true. He, once he got cut a few times, his self-esteem came down a little bit, but then he yeah. got the briefcases. And actually, it was just a funny scene, and it's almost dumb. It's like, Bruce is like, you know, try me now. And he does the briefcase through a tree. And then Bruce makes him turn his hand, so he has to remove his briefcase. Now, you shouldn't get mad. It's not good for your health. <sighs> This briefcase. But yeah, what are well, those weapons? Uh, I don't know what the name of them are, but you're right. They, they're not. They're used. I mean, I've seen them used a couple of no times, kidding. but it's not very often. Yeah, they seem very awkward to me. You know, good training, good training device, maybe like so. kettlebells or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. flat kettlebells. The heavy. Yeah, it's weird, because they really are. I mean, if you're never going to watch this, guys, I'll tell you. It's really just like, it's like a yoga mat that's very solid and smaller. And I don't know. You just fight with those, I guess. Yes. All right. Well, uh, Bruce came in, tried to save the day. Um, actually, it was a really funny ending sequence to this whole thing. It was like, uh, I think it was actually John's, like, so you're the best. And Bruce was like, I'm not the best. He was like, well, who's the best? And Choi's like, well, I'm the best. He's like, no, you're not the best either. He says, whoever won is the best. Yeah. Whoever won or something is the best. It's a weird moment. I'm not exactly sure how they're translating it from. It's sort of like, okay, I'm about confused now. Yeah. It's like, You were really good. I wasn't the best. Who was the best? Not you. Well, who then? The one who won. He was best. Whoever won, which means the three of them won, I guess. And yes, there we that are. could be. Oh, there you go. That could be. Llama Avenger. Yeah, that was Llama Avenger. And again, you know, it's like I said, it has, it has. I feel with, it's got a very strong kinship with Soul Brothers or Last Strike, as it was known in, in Hong Kong, and and um, to some degree Dynamo. But um, um, you ever yeah, what did you think of it? Do you like it? What? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. First of all, I answer you. I loved it. I think it's like you could tell everybody voted for it. Um, everybody wanted that to be our finale of the last season, even though it's our season opener. But that said, um, yeah, I thought it was really, really nice. Um, but yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Uh, well, I don't remember. <laughs> something about John. You said something. Oh about yeah, John. John. Did we ever see John again? You mean Michael, the the actor? You mean you're saying? Do we ever see him again in another film? Is that what you're asking? Is that his name, Michael? Yeah, yeah, Michael, Michael, something. Sounds almost like my, my Winton or something. I can't remember exactly. What I it think is, you're but, right. Uh, I think it's Michael Winston. 
Oh, is that what it is? I okay. So, so yeah, he, I, I don't think he ever did anything else. I and mean, that was it. They probably, you know, he was some guy that they probably found in Hong Kong who does martial arts. They pulled him in for, he didn't, he didn't like Roy Horan or, you know, take the, right. or Carl Scott go off and do more films. He just sort of stuck with that one and that was it. He was fun. But, you know, he hung in there. Yeah. He seemed like he was doing a good job and he was a good fight and, you know, it was good. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I, I thought the martial arts, uh, it actually, you know, I don't like these as much in terms of they're so, uh, everything is perfect, right? Like you know, These uh, meaning what? The, the martial arts. Uh, it's like, it's so choreographed in such a specific way that it doesn't. Oh, that style. Huh? Yeah. But it's you mean an where old... they're where they're working the sort of Jackie Chan moves in with the with the sort of props and that kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Like it's done very No. <laughs> no, I like that part. It's about when they're actually hands on each other. Like mm-hmm. someone will grab and it's a perfect turn, grab shoulder, turn, grab wrist, turn. It's like they're not actually trying to beat each other up, they're trying to dance. And, right. See. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Where they, it's a little more of less the, the sort of basher style, where it's right. a little more chaotic. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. But that's true of a lot of these, and it's just something that for me, I, I just I keep watching and I keep watching, and and sometimes I see something really amazing, but most of the time I really want to just see them hit each other. <laughs> well, again, is an is an example Thundering Mantis. You know, that I think that kind of choreography is also very difficult to carry off because it is it is unrealistic in a sense, right? You know, but it's also very traditional and can be. You know, like where Jackie does it and he's like throwing in a lot of hits and like goofball comedy along with it. But it's you have to have people that really know what they're doing, because if you try faking those kind of moves and, and you just end up looking like, oh. you know, you're you know, that's a, I think and that can be a problem. And may, you know, it's not exactly Bruce Lai's forte, per se. That's not exactly his style. And and I'm sure uh, Michael probably was, you know, you know, probably wasn't, some, again, it being his only movie, you know, it's not like he had a lot of practice. So, but you watch something again, like Thundering Mantis and you watch it carried off in that. And you, you just you have a hard time complaining about it. That's well, for sure. You watch Baldy in this and he is perfect. You can see yeah. his strength and you can see his skill. And it's just a whole other level once he steps in, like everybody yeah. they fought prior to him. It was just like, well, whatever. It's like, yeah, I guess maybe like some of my problems come like, during the car fight where Troy mm, had been mm-hmm. dragged, it's just a lot of like weird. I don't know, but once we get to the actual badass at the end, it hit itself home. Yep. Well, I'm I'm with you. I love this movie. I've always enjoyed it. It always stuck into my head ever since a kid when I saw it. And like as I said, Eternal Films I think has put out some of the better little godfather of hong kong you know some of the when i say better i don't always mean it's some elevated cinema or something it's there but for what we're watching in a kung fu film i think they put out some of the better ones that have in their attempts to create 
pathos, you know, with the characters. And so this is definitely one of my favorites, underrated. Um, I've actually tried to find a 35 millimeter print of it found a 16 millimeter once but it was when you get 16 millimeter it's, it's first off it's not entirely a 235 so you don't get the full image and then blowing it up it's a little softer we used a 16 millimeter print if you watch the pearl rivers uh, release of dynamo you look at the 35 millimeter print and you watch the 16 millimeter you can kind of see you can see there's a softness to it so it wasn't ideal but i hope one day to find it because I, I would love to see this film get you know restored and so keep my eyes peeled. So keep my eyes peeled. Why did they make why would there be a sixteen millimeter? Was it that certain theaters in the world only had some would run yes, it was cheaper to do. It's cheaper, you know, it uses up less real estate essentially. But also the a films, lot of the, like yeah. Yeah, and plus a lot of the sixteen millimeter they would project them, but a lot of them were also used for television. Oh. Television were cropping them anyway, so it was like less work when they would, you know, use these T V prints. Um you know, I, I, I like the Dynamo that we used, I think, was a TV print because even though it was about 177, 16 by 9, something like that in terms of its its widescreen, um, it was also edited and it was cut in a way that would have been just shown like it was like they cut out all the, the nudity and that kind of thing. So, six, yeah, 16 millimeter prints are just uh, were a lot cheaper to hmm. do and make. So they weren't as, you know, again, they weren't as you know, usually you're to show them 35 because it's a, cl- a cleaner picture, but there are plenty of them made. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, do you have any news for us? Well, a few things. Number one, um, I think this guy Matthew and Michael have an audio commentary on the Basher Box yeah, release of Prodigal too. Boxer. Huh? Comes out April 13th. So I don't know when this comes out, this, this video, but, you know, April 13th, 2021 is uh, the Basher Box that we put out for Pearl River. And Matthew and I did a commentary on it, which was a lot of fun doing Such that with you. Such a great movie. It was so much fun. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad we did it. And, um, and so... Uh, that's coming out or is out um so i'm happy about that and we're now busy working on duel of the seven tigers And as a matter of fact at the time of this recording with you i should next week be um interview interviewing one of our stars from seven Tigers. we've already got a couple of interviews from some of the actors in the movie i'm trying to get as many as i can with any luck we're gonna get some good interviews on that disc i'm really hoping to stack that disc because i love that movie awesome. so much so that's um that's coming around and i i've had an opportunity to watch a couple of uh really cool uh hd scans of some great uh dragon lee movies recently that uh we managed to 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 find and um so uh which will be you know as at this point we know i can you know i can say that you know i'm working with severin and we're planning on doing a um a release of a number of films and uh, we got a documentary so, um, and I might even be talking to Carl Scott in the next couple of weeks from, from, uh, Soul Brothers of Kung Fu and Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, even though he's just sitting on the ground saying nothing, his first, <laughs> his first appearance. What's um, he doing so these anyway, days? I don't know. I'm going to find out though. I'm going to huh? find out. I don't, he's a, I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's ever really been interviewed much before. So this will be kind of fun. And I'm going to talk to him a lot about Eternal because he worked for them so many times. I think everything he did was for them. So nice. I'll be kind of curious to hear about them. <clears throat> I love it. But uh, that's my news. Well, uh, another thing you sent me, uh, I think it's uh, worth bringing up. Uh, Grayside did a cover of yes. Candy's King of Kung Fu. 
King of Kung Fu. They uh, reached out to us over at the Bruce Bloitation Bible uh, Facebook page. And nice. I think they just were like, hey, you want to share this? And I took a look at it and I was just, I loved that they did it. And I think it's great. And so I thought, well, let's 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 put it on here. As a, you know, since we got a little music video, I just thought it'd be great to show. I love it. Well, our first live one, but we'll send you out to that and we'll put the whole video in right here. He sure knows how to fight for his defense In starting all his limbs at tense Fire glistens in his eyes, he strikes Terror with his cries Oh, he's the king of kung fu King of Kung Fu King of Kung Fu Let him show what he can do He's the King of Kung Fu King of Kung Fu King of Kung Fu Let him show what he can do He uses every human capability with a fingertip sensitivity His kung fu courage set in motion Is a massive dynamic explosion Power fills his eyes as he strikes Terror with his cries Oh, he's the king of kung fu King of kung fu King of kung fu let him show what he can do He's the king of kung fu King of kung fu King of kung fu Let him show what he can do People have carved him into what he is Made him a powerhouse that fights to live his iron muscles threaten destruction There's no fighter that can touch him The king is now revealed, he's the real man of steel Oh, he's the king of kung fu King of kung fu King of kung fu The greatest fighter the world ever Bruce Lee, the greatest fighter the world. 